With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter with the 254th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to discuss several topics today. But let's start off by letting you know that you can follow us on Twitter at DOrlandoAJC. You can go to our Facebook page on Atlanta Falcons News Now to get all of your Atlanta Falcon updates. We're going to title this episode, What Does Ryan's Restructured Contract Mean? Going to look at the numbers, break it down. Then we're going to discuss the new tight end, Lee Smith. And we're going to hear from the uh, Pro Day Circuit with uh, Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley and North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. Then we'll go back to Matt Ryan for some final thoughts here on the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, episode 254. Report came out on Tuesday uh, from Zach Klein of WSB that the Falcons were restructuring Matt Ryan's contract. The restructure got him under the cap at Spot Track has him at 3.5 million estimated. They still have a 12.9 number to hit for the rookies, but that's not that's problematic. That's not as problematic as it seems cuz you only count the top 51 contracts. The rule of 51 has to be followed. But it's uh, right now they only have uh, 44 under contract. And, uh, you know, that was before Matt Gano signed it. Uh, well, he has to sign his restricted tender. That'll push it up to 44. And then they they have a pending trade, uh, planned trade is what we were told, uh, for a tight end, Lee Smith. But let's get to Matt Ryan here. That's the big news of the day. Falcons have, have been treating his contract as an ATM. But what that means is, hey, he's going to be here. Uh, because uh, the hit still would be too much in year five and year six, or year four and year five, which is 22 and 23. On the original five-year $150 million contract that was signed in May of 2018, the Falcons have gone 18 and 40 since he signed this contract. And, uh, you know, not his fault of his, not any fault of his that the, uh, Drafting kind of failed the franchise during that period when they thought they would be contending for Super Bowls. So his his contract is his salary cap number went from forty point nine million tops in the league to twenty six point nine uh, ten thousand and twelve five hundred dollars twenty six million nine hundred thousand nine hundred twelve thousand five hundred for the twenty twenty one season. That got the Falcons under the cap, but it pushed his cap hits back into 22 and 23. So next year, his cap number is 48.66250. And then in 43, excuse me, in 23, it's 
$6,612,500. So what does this mean? It means that they really can't cut Matt Ryan in 22 with the cap hit of $40,525,000. Now, um, in 23, you would have a $15.6 million dead cap hit, which would be serviceable or, or even doable. And you got to um, think here that, hey, they're working on TV contracts, the cap's down this year, uh, to be up moderately in 22. And in 23, a $15 million hit won't be that big because the cap will have been back over $200 million per team by by then. So if these TV contracts get done, you got the 17th game. Uh, if you want to cut Matt Ryan in year uh, 2023, uh, the hit won't be that bad. But so he's here for two more years. So, um, you know, they, they just did that on Tuesday. They got to get under the cap by 4 p.m. on Wednesday. So that's what it means right now. Hey, Matt Ryan's not going anywhere. The only MVP in the franchise history, the greatest quarterback of all time, has all the passing records, been on some bad teams, no fault of his own. Uh, the drafting, uh, the injuries in 2018, 19, uh, playing guys that uh, giving guys the jobs that, that they didn't deserve. And then, you know, last year it all kind of came to hit. You know, after two seven and nine seasons, they dipped down to four and twelve, uh, back down into Petrino era records. So that's what it means right away. Matt Ryan's contract is structured that he will still be with this team in twenty one and twenty two. And uh and 23, if they don't do an extension, he'll still be here. He wants to play until his, you know, play into his 40s. Now, I don't understand the, the, the folks who want to run off the best quarterback in franchise history. All he's done is win whenever they put a line around him and uh, block. You know, so he needs a running gaming and he needs uh, uh, help up front. But, you know, he can't, he can't throw and block and run and catch the passes too. So... Uh, Matt Ryan's here for the foreseeable future. And at the end here, we'll tell you what that means for the upcoming draft. On the point two, Lee Smith, tight end, played at Tennessee and Marshall, spent most of his career in Buffalo in obscurity. 6'6", blocking tight end. Only has 64 career passes. Uh, fifth round pick by New England, 159th overall in 2011. Uh, he's basically taking Luke Stocker's role. Now, and if they let him wear 88 again, that'll be, uh, we'll have another protest. You know, I mean, Tony wasn't a full-time Falcon, uh, Tony Gonzalez, but it was just weird watching Luke Stocker out there wearing number 88. Hopefully they'll find a new number here for Mr. Smith and they can put 88 back up in the locker room. But Lee Smith is on his way. The team will not confirm it. It is a planned trade uh, that will be made official at 4 p.m. tomorrow or Wednesday. And uh, Lee Smith, blocking tight end, is on the way. And in that, that story online, uh, we have the breakdown, uh, thanks to my good friend Teron Davenport, covers the Titans uh, over in Tennessee and Nashville. He sent me the play breakdown of the tight ends. 
And Arthur ran a lot of double tight ends last year um, with the Derrick Henry, of course, to balance out his offense so they didn't know which side he was going to. I guess you know if you got Hayden, Hayden Hurst blocking and uh, and you got Mr. Smith on the other side, that kind of that might tip you off. Uh, but uh, if you've got, uh, you know, Jaden Graham and and, uh, and and Smith in there and Hurst, you might not know. You might have a double tight end side. But, yeah, he likes to play the tight ends. He's a former tight end coach. He learned his power from Mike Malarkey and mixed it in with the stuff, the Shanahan stuff he learned from Kyle LaFleur or Matt LaFleur, who was with Kyle Shanahan. Getting all my coordinators uh, messed up there. So, hey, with that, you know, we – We've been doing the uh, Pro Day Circuit a little different this year. You can go on AJC.com and see our story uh, from Georgia Tech. We went to that one live on Tuesday. Georgia is Wednesday. won't be live. We'll be Zooming it uh, with them. But last week, uh, we've been able to get around the country to a few more since it's all Zoom. Uh, And last week, we uh, checked in with Oklahoma and uh, heard from Coach Lincoln Riley. And we watched the North Dakota State uh, uh, pro day via the internet and got to see all the hype about Trey Lance. So we're going to hear from him. Uh, we, we Lincoln Riley, uh, they have Creed Humphrey, one of the top centers in the league. And we got Lincoln Riley on Perkins and Trey battle one of their defensive backs. So let's, without further ado, let's go to coach Lincoln Riley of the Oklahoma Sooners. That's pretty neat. You know, it's, it's, uh, being in there, it's been, one of the more impressive individual party workouts that I've seen. Um, you know, it's uh, he's a great athlete. I mean, he really is. I mean, you see a center, you know, vertical jump, 33 inches, run and move the way he has. It's, uh, you know, he just, it's kind of hard to believe he's a center, honestly, watching him. So he's, he's done a great job. He's, he's trimmed down a little bit and looks, looks really good, moving well, um, lifting well. So uh, he's a, uh, that's, that's what's made him a, a you know, a really good player here helped him become a really good player. It's going to give him an opportunity to, I think, have a great career in the NFL. Is just that combination, the athleticism, the smarts, the competitiveness, the size, the strength. I mean, he's got he's got a lot of what you're looking for, and he's put that on display today. Thanks, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Next, we'll go to Garen Eming with the Tulsa World. Another one on, excuse me, Lincoln. Another one on Creed. Does does he have to break? Out of some kind of a mold as to how NFL personnel view centers when it comes to the draft? I don't think so, just because I think it's the, the centers have become more valuable in the last couple of years. I mean, you've seen, you know, more centers getting drafted higher, and I think that's been a result of, I mean, if you were to go name the top, you know, ask most people the top 10 defensive linemen in the league, a lot of them are inside guys. I mean, the, the best, maybe arguably the best overall player in the entire league is an inside guy. And so, you know, I think people are, not that, not that centers or guards or those guys have ever been bad athletes at that level, but, you know, if you're playing against some of the best, you better have some of your best in there, too. And uh, so I think the, the the price tag and the priority of, of getting really good interior offensive linemen has maybe gone up, in my opinion. And so, and I think a guy that's a talent like his, I mean, I, I think he's, you know, I think he's got, you know, a shot to be drafted really high. And, and um, you know, I think the, the kind of the trend of the league will certainly help him with that. Real quick follow-up on gotcha. Any comment to the, the news breaking about uh, the report breaking about the Nebraska game next fall? Just want to gotcha. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, I'll stick with um, 
Joe Castiglione's on statement. When we reiterate, we fully expect and intend on playing that game. That's what there's been a. Obviously, we all know the, the history behind that game, and there's been a whole lot put into playing it, and we can't wait to play it here in September. Okay, thanks. All right, that's the first piece from Lincoln Riley. Um, I can get into the whole Nebraska-Oklahoma thing and how big that is and how Johnny Rogers is upset that Nebraska's trying to uh, soften up their schedule, but we're going to stick to the draft here and stay with Lincoln Riley on a couple other of his players. He's a natural football player. He's one of those guys that's not really a rep guy. He's kind of just good at everything that you want him to do. Um, he's got, you know, really strong physical skills, a tremendous athlete. But, you know, he, he's got a fire and passion about playing football. You know, and, that, and that's one of the things that we get asked the most is, you know, they're like, does this guy love football? And like, Ronnie is one of those guys you can unequivocally say, like, he loves football. He loves everything. That's DM Ronnie Perkins, who's shooting up the draft boards into the first round of Edge Rusher. Ronnie Perkins. Every part of it, he loves to train. Uh, the, the process of, uh, of practicing and improving the competitive, the better and more competitive the environment is, the more he rises his game up to. Um, and he is just a, he's just a, he's a, it's a tremendous football player. That's uh, I think going to get a lot better too. So we'll uh, got a lot of great members here, a great leader part of the squad, a great playmaker, and he's going to make somebody very happy. Okay, last question. We'll go to James Hale with PRF. Hey, Lincoln, uh, Trey Norwood, is, I've always thought, is an interesting player. In high school, he played four sports. Uh, you know, he's he did pretty well today. His line's interesting. This guy's a really football player. This is a guy, isn't it, that scouts will have to watch? D-back Trey Norwood. Watch his film a lot to really get the true value of who he is. Yeah, no, he is. He's a. Uh, I think. I think. Uh, very interesting is a great word to put it. You know, he's he's been. He talked about a guy that's played all the different secondary positions for us. So obviously, started as a corner and then moved over uh, more into that safety and nickel role this year. And and I think I think the the scouts are very impressed with his versatility. Uh, and then I think everybody's excited to see as he continues to get further and further away from from the knee injury that he had back here in the spring of 2019. And, and I think we all saw that this year as he you know, continued to get more healthy, uh, continue to get more confidence, get his feet back underneath him and get used to being back on the field. He just he played better and better. So um, and Trey's one of those guys that's just pretty good at everything. And, uh, and so I think he you know, did a good job the senior bowl. He's had a nice performance uh, out here today at Pro Day. And uh, I think... Especially his versatility is going to be very intriguing to a lot of different teams. All right, that was Lincoln Riley. Yeah, uh, we were interested in Creed Humphrey because uh, he's considered the top center in the league. If the Falcons trade out of four, you know, he might be a target. I know they drafted Hennessy last year, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, I, I mean, nobody's job safe. Uh, they, uh, they're trying to uh, put this team together, and, and if they feel that Creed Humphrey's the best player available, he might be a target for them. So that's why we wanted to hear from Coach Lincoln Riley. And then, of course, Ronnie Perkins and the Falcons' never-ending quest to get find somebody, anybody, to get to the quarterback. Uh, you have to look at the pass rushers. I've got uh, Trey Lance on Deshaun Watson and being compared to Steve Air McNair. And then uh, I got another question where I'm asking him, hey, 
Uh, do you know anything about the Falcons' weapons? And uh, do you mind sitting if you come to Atlanta? So that should be uh, entertaining here. Let's go straight to Trey on Watson and McNair. Yeah, I think both of those are obviously great people to be compared to. Um, at the end of the day, uh, obviously they've both done what I want to do in the National Football League, and, and obviously Deshaun's still doing what I want to do. Um, so just the type of people they were, uh, especially Deshaun, how he carries himself off the field, uh, is definitely another person, like I said, a mentor for me. Uh, but I, I have plenty of those, plenty of those. thankfully, uh, just, just guys that are playing in the league right now that are willing to answer questions and talk to me. Chrissy Freud? Your high school coach called you a quarterback with a linebacker mentality when I spoke to him. Uh, to what extent do you see that within yourself from a mental and on-the-field standpoint? And do you see yourself maybe having to change that a little bit when you reach uh, the NFL level just in regards to uh, the chances for injury? Yeah, I think he was probably talking about the physicality, I guess, that I play the game with. Um, I think for me, I pick and choose my battles. And uh, even watching my college tape, all 17 games, uh, you don't see me really take too many shots or, or pick a, a battle that I don't win. Uh, so I think that's one thing that, that I definitely do. I think one of my strengths uh, is I pick and choose my battles, well, when to get down and, and when not to. Uh, but absolutely, I understand that, that guys are bigger, faster, stronger at the next level. Uh, so I'll definitely continue to obviously pick and choose my battles with that. Trey Lance, North Dakota State, Bison. They they throw the E, the Z on the end there. Uh, 17 games, didn't play uh, this year. Uh, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, or uh, no, uh, one interception. Uh, 28 and 14 touchdowns. Uh, but uh, big arm, I'll, I'll share my thoughts on him at the end here. From We're going to hear from him on whether he wants to, uh, you know, ease into the league like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. There's no shame in sitting down and learning the game from somebody. But uh, somebody's gotten to him and put another thought in his mind. I guess Dieter Lando Lippet, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, Trey, are you familiar with the Falcons' weapons? And uh, would you be opposed to, uh, you know, sitting behind a veteran for a year or so? towards it is I'm going to come in to compete uh, regardless of where I'm at and, and I don't think teams want me to come in any other way uh, that's my mindset towards it I'm, I'm a competitor first uh, first and foremost so that's my mindset towards it just excited like I said to get to regardless of, of anywhere uh, just have an opportunity to play in the National Football League um, but yeah I'm, I'm going to be as ready as I possibly can to go whenever my coaching staff needs me to go are you familiar with their weapons <laughs> yes sir could you expound on that Trey didn't want to get into the Falcons' weapons. Um, well, I don't know. Some His agent probably told him to not talk about other teams and so forth. But, hey, uh, can't hurt. Uh, Got to shoot your shot there. And that's what we did. Now, um, I've been covering the, the quarterback throwing sessions in the combines. I, I don't like to count up the years, but a lot. And I would have liked to seen his ball uh, in the air. Uh, on that post-corner route, because that's when you can tell, you know, I could tell that Dwayne Haskins was going to, going to struggle because his ball stayed up in the air too long. And so that meant he was going to have to be accurate underneath, which he was at Ohio State. But, I mean, they're running against Indiana and Purdue and, you know, uh, 
you know, the rest of the Big Ten up there. And so, you know, those windows get a little tighter in the pros, and, and you got to be on the money. Um, and so I didn't see the accuracy from Mr. Lance. I saw some power. I saw he looked good running, little short, bigger, stockier uh, Kyler Murray. I don't see the Steve McNair comparison. Uh, and I saw Steve in his third game for Alcorn State. They played against uh, the Howard Bison at the, the uh, Circle City Classic. And uh, he's actually Air McNair 2. His brother Fred McNair is, Fred, is Air McNair 1. But uh, he was throwing deep 40 yards in to Torrance Small, who went on to play for the Saints. Uh, and you could see right away that this kid had a major, major arm. Uh, and I didn't see that from um, from 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 Lance. Uh, big arm, but I mean the ball didn't stay. It wasn't. It was too flat on the deep stuff, and he was missing too many. He might have been the receivers. Maybe he needed better receivers. Uh, but uh, the NFL is it got him as a top ten quarterback, and they can't be wrong all the time. Everybody's not going to be Mitchell Trubisky or Kate McNown or. Shoot, I can go down the whole list, but um, but good kid, and uh, wish him the best. Now, hey, we're going to close up here. We're back to Ryan. Our whole theme is here. What does this mean with the restructured contract? And, uh, you know, some people think, well, shoot, they're going to be paying him this much money. There's no way they're drafting a quarterback. But I'm here to tell you there's no um, reason to go to Fargo, North Dakota, if you're not looking for a quarterback i mean you know reason to go to clemson you know even though it's right up the road yeah that's an easy trip yeah go there bring the wave the flag and get out you don't go to north dakota fargo that was one of my favorite movies you don't go there to to see if the wood chippers on sale so they went to fargo to see trey lance so i'm that's a that's not a smoke screen so i'm not ready to say uh, they restructured Matt, and they're not going to look at the quarterbacks. They're going to look at quarterbacks. Now, whether they go first round, third round, second round, leaves up, you know, something to be seen because uh, they got, you know, Matt's the only quarterback on the roster right now. So they're going to get a quarterback, and uh, you don't go to Fargo, North Dakota, unless you are thinking about a quarterback or certainly evaluating them. So I um and then the, here's your dates to circle. I gotta circle them too. Uh, Friday, March the 26th. So next Friday, we'll be uh, BYU. That's a, a Wilson kid, Zach Wilson. I want to know how he lost to um, Coastal Carolina. One of my radio friends up in Clemson kind of told me, but I want to hear him for him. They they played keep away, ran the Paul Johnson offense, uh, wore the clock down and beat him. But I want to hear from him. And then the Columbus, Tuesday, March the 30th, Columbus, Ohio, Justin Fields. I don't know how healthy he is after that hit in the championship game, but that's on Tuesday, March the 30th. So we're going to stay on the quarterback circuit. Alabama's next week, so that would be Mac Davis. I should have put him in this group. Uh, the um, the uh, NFL people have him as uh, the fifth quarterback. I could see him going to New England now. We're looking at some of the free agency shots. You know, we'll look at uh, the dust settling in free agency uh, in the coming week. You know, it's not a big Falcon issue, so we're not really, uh, you know, you know, it's not that big a deal. We we'll look at what the Saints did. 
the Bucks are crushing it. They got uh, Gronk back, got Shaquille Barrett. Falcons got Lee Smith for blocking tight ends coming their way. So, but back to Ryan. Now, I'm, I'm thinking they're studying the quarterbacks. They're going to get one that they can develop in a couple years, and then if he's any good, then, you know, he can take over for Ryan. If not, you trade him. Keep on going with Ryan. It's the Bill Belichick model. Uh, you know, they brought uh, Garoppolo in there. Before that, they had Castle, uh, Bobby Hoyer, you know, the later round guys, you know, traded Garoppolo, Garoppolo and got some stuff from him. Straight to Castle, uh, you know, so you can you can develop a quarterback, and if he's not ready, then send him on his way. If you think you're better with Matt, keep going with Matt. So that's the Green Bay Packer model. That's the New England model. So they don't go quarterback high. They gonna they they really gotta go quarterback at some point during the day. But you know, there's a Matt Ryan folks that say, well, hey, this means they don't like the quarterbacks. And they're going to trade back. And I think I like the trade back move too. Because, you know, I'm in the Matt Ryan's fine camp. When you keep him up right, I would draft, you know, linemen somewhere. You got to get – you can call plays and scheming up all you want to. But if your guys are getting uh, pushed around and, and knocked down and they're getting to the quarterback, then you got to get some, you know, some sturdier guys in there. And we've seen when he's protected and he can step into his throws, they go to the playoffs. So that's the that should be the number one priority for this team, is to uh, secure Matt Ryan's good health after four years of forty plus sacks or more. So, uh, but I'm starting to inch over to the trade back crowd and get pass rushers and defensive players and a running back. But you know I know they got to get a quarterback and you know the. Andy Dalton got $10 million on the street. Fitzmagic went to the Washington football team. So there's no veterans out there. Jacoby Brissett went to Miami. So you're talking about draft picks here or a real, like, third third string type quarterback. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we are. We gave you the numbers on the contract. The dead cap hits. When it would be feasible to take a hit if you wanted to. Uh, sure looks like they put their arms around Matt Ryan, go marry and stay married to him. And, uh, you know, that's fine by us here at the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. You got a tight end coming in. Uh, Lee Smith, a blocker, 6'6", 265. He's going to be able to set that edge so the new speedy running back can get outside, maybe. Uh, Lincoln Riley talked about a couple of his players uh, down there in Oklahoma, a couple first-rounders, uh, prospects, Ronnie Perkins and Creed Humphreys. And then one is the uh, backs, Trey Norwood. Then we heard from Trey Lance from North Dakota State. And then we went back to Matt Ryan discussing the quarterback situation. Kind of, I, I think the quarterback situation is still in play. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready to get off of it because uh, you don't go to Fargo, North Dakota for nothing. And then the uh, trade back scenario, uh, we see it as the dust settles. Chicago didn't get the quarterback. They got to come up and get one. They can't possibly go with Andy Dalton. Uh, he, he did go to playoffs with the Bengals. He's serviceable, but he's not going to, I mean, you got to play Aaron Rodgers twice a year. So, Carolina's still in the quarterback market. They started talking nice to, to Teddy. 
looks like the Jets, um, you know, no, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, so, you know, who's in the quarterback? Somebody likes these quarterbacks, and the Falcons might be bluffing so they can get one of the mega deals that, uh, that uh, you know, the Bears put together to go up one spot uh, to get Trubisky a couple years back. The Rams did the same thing in the uh, RG3 year. Uh, so, you know, they're in a good spot, good place. So things will start to unfold here in the coming weeks. We're in the middle uh, of free agency starting up. Falcons aren't a factor. The new league business year hits tomorrow. Falcons are under the cap. So let's go. That's it from us today from the 254 episode fourth episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. We want you to take care and have a great rest of your week. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.